be gentle to all and stern with yourself. St. Nope. Teresa of Avila. <laughs> okay. And, um, and to all a good night. That's what I heard as the second part. Be gentle to all and to all a good night. slowly (laughs) welcome back to the modern lady podcast you're listening to episode 80 hi i'm michelle and i'm Lindsay. and today we are revisiting our 2020 new year's resolution to be better ah new year's eve 2019 what a simpler time It may seem like our January episode of Be Better is distant nostalgia at this point, but we realized that while the goals may have changed or been put on hold, the sentiment still stands. Even when the world throws us curveball after curveball, we can absolutely remain resolute and challenge ourselves to be better. But first, if you enjoy this episode of the Modern Lady Podcast, please take a minute to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Your review can help the Modern Lady stand out so that others may find us too. Your comments mean the world to us. This week's shout out goes to Reviewer C8, who left us a rating and review on iTunes and said, quote, I was looking for a Catholic homemaker podcast. Thank you for all that you do. End quote. Well, thank you so much for your comment, and we're so glad you found us and are enjoying the show. And if you would like to leave us a comment, you can do so on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com, or you can leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram, where you can find us at The Modern Lady Podcast. Before we get into today's chat, Lindsay has our modern lady tip of the week. Michelle, you and I have been cleaning machines, and we, like many of our listeners, have been working hard to get our houses sparkling clean as we transition from summer into fall. I have a few cleaning tips for us to try, and all we need to do is look around our houses for these cleaning products. Let's start first with mirrors. I'm a diehard Windex fan, although I have heard great things about the Norwex cloth and just using good old vinegar and newspapers. But the thing I've never tried is gin. All you have to do is mix some gin with warm tap water and use a silk handkerchief and you will have mirrors sparkling like never before. For many of us, it's back to school and that means making lunches. Have you got an old thermos kicking around that stinks like ravioli mixed with coffee? Try eggshells. Housewives of old would crush eggshells and fill a stinky container with them and then pour some vinegar over the eggshells. Give it a good shake, let it sit for a while, and after a good rinse, your container should be smelling as good as new. Do you need a new stain remover? Look no further than the bag of potatoes sitting in your cupboard. Cut a raw potato and rub it on the stain. Then put the stained item in a pot and bring to a boil. Then remove the item from the pot and steep it in cold water for an hour and then rinse. After all of that work, the stain might, and I emphasize the word might, be better. 
Now, if the idea of using potatoes is exciting for you, but you don't have all day to boil and then steep your stained clothing, another option is to grate raw potatoes in a bowl with some fresh water in the bowl and let this sit for an hour. Then strain the contents into a new bowl, add a little bit more fresh water, and then let it sit again for about an hour. Potatoes contain oxalic acid, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, and this is just the same active ingredient as in the beloved Barkeeper's Friend uh, cleaning product. Mm. And this can break down oil stains. So simply pour this liquid onto grease spots and scrub away. This may take a few times, but actually apparently this one really works and grease stains will come up after a few scrubbings or like the waxy stain left after if a candle melts over onto a tablecloth. What about the dust that settles into hard to reach areas? Simply take a piece of bread, squish it into a ball and press it into the corners and around the edges of your baseboard and the dust will stick right onto the bread. Now all I need to do is find a silk handkerchief, pour myself some gin and squish some bread into balls and I'm ready to go. Well, see, here's my problem. It, it's exactly as you said, all these things I'm, I'm want to eat. <laughs> I don't waste them on my cleaning. That's no. my bread and gin you're talking about. <laughs> well, I figured you probably can't use the crust. So, you, you know, when you're like, just rip off the crust, be oh, chomping true. on that, a little sip of the gin, roll it into a ball, the rest of the bread and, and get to cleaning. In thinking back to our Be Better episode last winter, I was quite amused when I recalled we were so gung-ho about this concept that we even created a hashtag, hashtag Be Better, and used it everywhere on our social media accounts. So my how times change. That's right. But have they really, Lindsay? Have they really? I am laughing so hard because I listened to the episode as you did um, before we recorded mm-hmm. And man, Michelle and Lindsay were totally different (laughs) women in January of 2020 than the Michelle and Lindsay of September in 2020. (laughs) I was going to say, mostly I noticed just how happy and carefree we sounded. (laughs) We were laughing. Right. But it's it's a different laughter. (laughs) It is. Our life has become a meme. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the episode is called A Resolution to Be Better, and we recorded it last January, and we really did have the best of intentions. So the Michelle and Lindsay then, we were on the ball with with our lives. We really were. (laughs) And we we really felt like we had things under control, and we wanted to spend this year just refining those techniques. And it is hilarious. And on one hand and terrifying on the other, how much and how quickly the world can change in just a few short months. Right. And yeah. I just, you know, Michelle, I even, I, I was listening in, in 2020, January, Lindsay said that she even had a good routine of diet and exercise. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, January, Lindsay, where art thou? <laughs> Oh my goodness. I know. And I, I love that it was just like, we were thinking, oh, we don't have to just totally <laughs> rebuild the cathedral. Yeah. We just have to dust under the pews. That's right? right. Right. And the cathedral became demolished. If we're talking about like life right. and right at that time, we were like, it's yeah, gone. it just needs a little bit of upkeep. We just need to like touch up the stained glass windows and people really, I'm telling you right now, if you've never listened to that episode, it is funny. It's a great episode. And it 
it, although we're joking about it, it actually has mm-hmm. um, weathered the storms pretty well. And I actually found it, it was motivating to me today listening to it. But we, we were talking about this concept from Cardinal Seurat about that you don't need to rebuild the cathedral, that the cathedral, if it has mm-hmm. good bones, right, you just need to do some maintenance and a little bit of work. But what we're saying now is, nope, the cathedral's gone. Like, you, <laughs> we actually kind of do need to rebuild the cathedral now. <laughs> That's right. So um, same road, just a, a minor pivot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I thought was really interesting is that we were talking about our favorite former Navy SEAL, Jocko, and mm-hmm. we didn't know that we would continue to talk about Jocko also from that point. Um, <laughs> right. But we were talking about a post he had made about it being day one and starting at zero and that he was talking about not resting on his laurels. Mm. So it didn't matter how many chin-ups or kettlebell swings or whatever he had done the day before or the week before or the year before that every day when he wakes up, it's day one and he starts at zero. And I'm like, okay, more than ever that resonates with me today, right? Like that sounded great back then, but right now it really feels real. Right. And Mm. it's funny because we're talking about rebuilding. I actually have that in my notes for today, completely forgetting that we had talked about the cathedral, that there's an article oh. circulating today on Facebook about having to actually rebuild. So it is a oh. day one. It is a starting at zero. It is a time to rebuild. And so we had high hopes of just maintaining and getting better, but you know what? We're in a different place now, right? And so... Mm-hmm. We, we need to be motivated. I think you and I are both a little tired now of excuses, making excuses in our lives. And we want to motivate ourselves to get back to that resolution from January. And it's not too late. It's Mm -hmm. not too late. It's never, yeah, it's never too late. And that it, rather than being uh, discouraging of a concept, this whole idea of be better, I think is actually massively encouraging because there is no limit. Yes. <laughs> right. You can hit rock bottom, but there's no limit to the to the upwards motion of That's your right. life, as it were. So, yeah, like while the cathedral metaphor perhaps is not aged well, <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> The, the other concepts, like what you're saying about what Jocko was saying, um, they have carried well, even through everything that's gone on in the world. Yes. Um, one of the other ones that I really liked when we talked about the importance of consistency and perseverance in the little things mm-hmm. and how that can really carry you through. And even just like uh, looking back now over the last few months being consistent and persevering in uh, certain little things has almost like placeholded certain goals and stuff. Yeah. So in, in some aspects, I don't feel like I'm completely starting from the very, very beginning. Again, uh, I've mostly just have to revisit and pick up where I left off sort of thing. It's been bookmarked and it's because of just a like consistent faithfulness Uh, to little things here and there and it's kept the motions going and I think that's uh, that still is true today too the maintenance is in and of itself an accomplishment yeah I think you're totally right that was the main message of that episode that's what I took away from it listening to it today is is the growing in the virtue of perseverance and Mm. so I really think that we had laid the groundwork we were in a good place nobody nobody could have ever seen the pandemic coming, right? Like it came really out of nowhere. And I do think Mm -hmm. that all of our work, and this is a good testament to that. And this is why I think that our, our consistent message we've been saying since the first episode of this podcast of 
put in the work, right? Do the hard things, do the work because Mm -hmm. you will be establishing a set of daily habits and routine and willpower and, and a way to motivate yourself that can carry you through unexpected things. So again, we never saw that this would happen and that something so unexpected would last for as long as, and it's not over, like we're, right. we're not nearly over it yet. And, um, but I do think that those efforts, like what you're saying, did really carry us through many of the months. And then I think it got a little bit harder, um, as we were really pushing <laughs> through summer, but I mm-hmm. feel rejuvenated now that school's back and like September's happening. This is always my favorite time of the year. This is, we've talked about this before. I consider this my new year's Eve. And so as we also laughed about in the episode multiple times that about how much we love new beginnings and we do, (laughs) (laughs) I think this is, this is it. I think if you guys want to join us in this and, and, and say like, this isn't, you know, the world is changed. It is probably forever Mm -hmm. changed and things aren't going to go back to how they were before anytime soon. And so at this point, I think that we want to go into these next, you know, three and a half months or so with a renewed sense of energy and a, a new purpose because we see how beneficial it was to have had those things in place before this happened. And so it's time to regroup, mm-hmm. right? Refocus, rebuild, and and just continue on with our challenge to be better. Mm-hmm. And listen, if the start of a new school year is enough of a new year that they sell academic planners mm-hmm, and calendars mm-hmm. that just start in September, then that's good enough for me. I will I will take on this New Year's 2.0. <laughs> now, I don't know if you heard the whole podcast, Michelle, from back in January, but you said something very prophetic in it, and I lost it. Oh, did I? Yeah, you said that we needed, I can't even believe you said this. You said we needed to create a bubble of people around us. <laughs> You sought, yeah, a bubble. You use the words bubble and <laughs> wow, <laughs> right? Who would have seen that coming? And so yes. you were talking about though, and I love this. And this is actually something that I've been really considering as I'm trying to get myself back on track again is who I'm following, right? Who I'm allowing mm, to be yeah. the voices in my head at this stage. Um, and you talked about that Candace Owens quote, I believe it was where the five, you are the average of the five yes. people you surround yourself with. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know you've talked a lot about uh, go clean co and a lot of my friends are really following that page. I can't tell you how many people tagged me in their last post um, from all of my friends <laughs> for the giveaway. Yes. I got tagged yeah. by a lot of people. And, um, so I think that that's actually a really good indicator that a lot of us are in this place where we're like, okay, we're ready. We need somebody to yes. help kick our butts into high gear. And so I love that reminder that the five people closest to you, you are the average of them, right? And that you can mm-hmm. create this bubble. And we're not talking about the uh, quarantine bubble of 10 people or whatever you're allowed in your yeah. region. Uh, <laughs> we're talking, it's going to be social media people, right? But like, who mm-hmm. are you surrounding yourself with now going into the fall as you start to refocus your attention and your efforts and to try to kind of pull it back together, understanding that this is still how things are, that there's a lot we do not have control over, but then thinking, okay, what can, what changes can I make today to make our situation better within our home, within myself, leading up towards Christmas, let's say. I think Christmas Mm -hmm. is a good goal. (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to say, this seems like a really good amount of time to get our feet back in the water. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Like it's not too long of a stretch that it seems overwhelming, but it gives us enough time to 
like wade back in. That's what it feels like. And changing the language, I really like that. So let's not talk about bubbles anymore. Let's change <laughs> the names of things too. <laughs> I know at one point we talked about our friends um, and the people we surround ourselves in real life as almost this like platoon, yeah. like the 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 army buddies, yep. <laughs> as it were, right? Um, that are going to keep you accountable, that are going to challenge you, but also support you. And then what I've been doing online, which has been really uh, beneficial to me mentally even, is looking at social media as a little bit more of uh, an editorial type of thing. So Mm -hmm. almost like mini blogs, right? I'm looking at more as like a blog feed as opposed to a social media feed. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, really loving that because that's exactly what it's doing for me. It, It is the people that are really killing it in their specific areas of life and Mm -hmm. they're showing all the various things and I get really pumped up by that and so I read it like a magazine almost yeah (laughs) and then I put it down and I go and I want to do it then and there are people that even in the midst of all of this chaos that are killing it in their everyday lives and Mm -hmm. so I know that I I mean I'm saying this for myself, I may have made a lot of excuses, some legit and some were purely excuses, right? We, it has Mm -hmm. been a very trying time for everybody. And we get that. Um, but I'm kind of done with that now for me, you might not be there listener, right? I don't know exactly where you're at Mm -hmm. Michelle, but so I won't speak Mm -hmm. for you on that. But for me, I'm like, okay, I'm done with that now. Things are, things are not obviously going back to how they were. So I, I can't just keep existing in this place where I feel like I'm just treading water, right? Right. I'm ready to start to move forward now. And so, um, my social media, I'm, I'm not doing as much reading perhaps maybe as you're doing, but I'm following the people that I think are killing it as well. And I'm just loving their Mm -hmm. photos. I'm loving that beauty that we talk about all the time. And so I'm really trying to incorporate deliberate acts of beauty into our life. And we have many podcast episodes on this topic. So you can listen back to what we mean about that. But that's one thing I'm using social media as, as a tool, as a motivator for me to go, wow, that is beautiful. I want that too. Mm -hmm. And I love that even in the midst of this, like what you're saying, I really love that, that we can't just exist here Mm -hmm. um, in this kind of middle ground gray area, right? Even right now, we can still set the bar high for Mm -hmm. ourselves. And, you know, it's important to do that because we won't always hit it, (laughs) (laughs) but it will, but it will keep us reaching. And I think we said that in our cleaning and interior life (laughs) episode, Mm -hmm. right? That it's, it's more important that you're climbing the ladder at all. That's right. And to be fretting about where exactly you are on it. Right. Right. And I think that's kind of a great metaphor for all of our lives right now is just that, yeah, keep reaching for that top bar like just because times are rather difficult and different right now doesn't mean that that has to be lowered it just might mean that our progress is slower or that we stay on this rung for quite a long longer than we had thought previously but we're still climbing and I think that's really important we're moving forward. You're right. Mm-hmm. And time is still moving, right? Our children are growing. Life is still moving on around us. And so we just can't stay put. It can be a really great feeling to just say, okay, I'm going to pick these few simple things. Like we were saying back in January, a few ordinary daily things and do a better job at them. That's all we're saying. And those mm-hmm. simple efforts can make you feel so much better. Um, just talking about setting the bar high and aiming high. You and I have always believed that that's really important. 
even in times where you think I'm never going to hit it, even in times where, right, it's just going to be an absolute struggle. We don't believe in dropping the bar lower and we just Mm -hmm. exist lower when we have to, but we always aim high. We don't beat ourselves up when we miss it, but you aim high. I'm no archer. So here's (laughs) whenever we do a disclaimer, (laughs) this is a new one. I am not an archer. For those of you that maybe she's into archery, I'm not. But from what I understand (laughs) um, with archery is that you do aim high because your arrow will inevitably come lower. So you don't Mm want to aim middle, people here. You don't want to aim middle. You want to aim high. Right, right. And we know this actually from the Disney version of Robin Hood. That's <laughs> everything that I know about archery. So <laughs> from my expert knowledge of archery, that metaphor was great. <laughs> okay, yes. so in prepping for this episode, you and I talked about pulling three things from our lives right now that we think that is reasonable for us to work at being better at. Right. So Mm -hmm. with all all has not been lost. Like we were saying, things got rocky there. (laughs) Things got a little dark, (laughs) but we didn't lose it all. And so the first thing for Mm -hmm. me is that I am finally doing a daily cleaning schedule. I have spent many years Googling and looking over like 1950s daily cleaning routines and the ones that were created by modern day women that they think are like 1950s. I loved reading those, but I always thought, Mm -hmm. ah, that's not really how I clean. And I always ignored it because I really believed that if I did like a room or two per day, that by the time it would cycle back the next week, like that first room would be a disaster. And I'm like, no, forget it. I don't Mm want to do it like that. I have always done for basically the last 20 years, my eight hour full day clean, like my Friday clean. And then my daily Mm -hmm. maintenance, that's out. That's all. That's how I've always cleaned. But this Mm -hmm. time I thought, let's finally try this. So I kind of took a a tour around my own house and jotted down some notes. And I created like a six day cleaning schedule. Right. And I started to share it on Instagram and I would have, you know, one or two or three spaces per day. And I started doing that and I loved it. What I wasn't expecting is how much deep cleaning the rooms needed that I had been neglecting, even though I'm kind of on top of my cleaning. So Mm -hmm. I realized going in that the first couple of weeks would be quite a bit longer than it would normally take because there's just so much to do. But I really loved having this idea of doing uh, it day by day or space by space that got thrown off the rails when I had a giant kidney stone halfway through August. But um, I'm looking forward next week to getting back into that daily cleaning routine and just doing a much better job of that. This is also in alignment with something that my priest was saying about um, a goal should be to perfect the ordinary I love Mm -hmm. those words. And Mm -hmm. that has been kind of a mantra I've had. And it's very much like be better. It's not do something new or create something crazy or, you know, revolutionary. It's just perfecting the ordinary, scrubbing the toilet the best you can, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I'll just jump in here because cleaning was one of mine too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I mentioned this a few episodes ago too, that a lot of it was out of duty and that's still okay. There are still a lot of days like that (laughs) where I'm just doing it to pick up the laundry. Um, but recently I have been inspired to see it more like a challenge to set up the home in an orderly way. And it, I was reflecting more on it and it seems more to me now like a subject you learn at school, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I've been approaching it more like an educational course. And so I'm like utterly fascinated by some of the methods or products and outcomes. It's like real life science class. <laughs> Love that. Yes. Yeah. And then, yes, of course, my house is clean by the end of it, which is an added bonus (laughs) Mm -hmm. to me, too. But it is like a tangible 
um, detachment uh, from the false perfectionism that mm-hmm. we talk about, where yeah. my house needs to look like a magazine spread at every moment of my day, which is very unrealistic. Yep. And more of an embracing of just like the process of it. And what you're saying is to is perfecting the ordinary, yeah. just like ordinarily going through my day, being diligent, being um attuned to what needs to be done and then doing it diligently maybe it's because i'm home all the time i was gonna say i was gonna say for our listeners who've never been home this much right they're either like oh no the last thing we want to do is more (laughs) so more time in our house right now but i mean winter is coming um but Mm -hmm. no i actually if you what you're saying is right because it's about changing your mindset about it. And that's where you're being better, right? It's sometimes yeah. it's the same duties, but it's just changing how you're viewing it and falling in love with your home again, especially if you've been sitting in the same house for the last six months, staring at the same walls. I mean, that's been my last 13 years. Um, so mm, I totally yeah. get that, but it's falling in love with your house. And you and I have talked a lot about intimately knowing your own house, like having a relationship with your house, knowing how it all works. Do you know how your furnace works? Do you know how your central air works? Like, I love what you're saying about becoming more educated and therefore becoming more skilled in the Mm -hmm. way that you run your home. And so it's the basic things that we're already doing every day, but working on being better with your mindset and being better at your skill level. Mm hmm. So this actually fits really well into my second point, Mm. which is literally staying home. (laughs) Oh, yes. I love it. (laughs) Yes. Admittedly forced upon me at first, (laughs) as with everyone else. But I always used to be very much an out in the world type of person in the sense that I was driven by my own desires to be entertained. Mm -hmm. Um, like almost like out of fear of being bored. Yeah. So like during the day, I will say I do still really prefer to be busy and out and about. Um, and every once in a while at night, I might need a change of scenery and stuff like that. But I do see this change more in the evenings where I don't need to feel productive at night or involved outside the house as much anymore. Mm. And when I was thinking about this, I actually think it corresponds um just with an increased contentedness. I think that's how I would describe it. So I'm getting better at just being grateful and being content with where I am right now versus always looking forward to the next thing. So I I know it's not something like really tangible that I'm getting better at, but this was actually a huge hurdle for me to overcome is that, is that I can just sit and just be, and that home is the best place to do that in. Oh, I love that. You know that I'm stuck home a lot. That's always been my reality and I've always loved it. So I think it's been really interesting watching you do that and some other women, because I really believe that is like a being better, again, a shifting of your heart and your mind and, and just moving into a place mm-hmm. of acceptance. And then, okay, now what can I do here? Or how can I use this to, to be better um, in myself and for my family to serve them better? So I think that's awesome. Yeah. And so what's on next on your list then? Well, for people like Jason and I who are home all of the time, there's one thing we're terrible at and that is family dinners, even though we are, <laughs> we don't leave our house. Um, the thing is I've always made an excuse about not sitting down to a family dinner with my kids because of the fact that Jason being a police officer has always worked crazy hours. But when I was mm-hmm. working, I was in retail. So the first um, 10 years of our relationship were 
anything but nine to five, right? We never had mm-hmm. a dinner time. So it was just, that was not normal for us. The, even the concept of Jason and I sitting down together, it just never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, add into that, you know, the 10 years of babies and breastfeeding and no sleep. And then my own crazy fasting schedules, all the things. And, and then even with our home renovation, while we have a separate dining room, that's at the front of our house, the concept mm-hmm. of our kitchen is there is no more kitchen table. Our Island seats four and I have four children and I happily cook for them and stand there and talk to them as they're all eating, but there's not a sit down meal really in our house. Mm. And so Mm. one of the things that we've been working towards is, is doing that. And so we, I started reading after everybody, all of our listeners on Instagram (laughs) told us to get you and I both to get into Sally Clarkson. Um, one of her books is called, I believe the life giving table. And that very night after everybody was like, you guys are going to love her. I went to value village and there with like a light, a beam of light shining down on it at the thrift store was in (laughs) perfect brand new condition, never opened her book life giving table. And Mm. so I couldn't believe it. I bought it. And that has really shaped again for me, the idea of how we use the table as a ministry within our families and how it's, it's really important. And I've always admired that when you talk about growing up and how you guys sat around your table. So all of that to say that, um, I've always enjoyed cooking. I cook and bake and do a lot of that from scratch, but a lot of that food that I produce that you see on Instagram is for Jason and I, that's when him Mm. and I will sit down and eat it. And then the kids are picky and they don't want to eat that. So we just kind of get their meal out of the way at the Island. That's not what we want to do anymore. So mm-hmm. my be better is that we have been working at eating at the family dinner table in our dining room. Oh, I love that. And you know what? I think it's something to be said too, that you have kids as well at the age that you will really enjoy that mm-hmm. sitting with them at the table. I'm so excited for you. Well, thank you. And you know what? My big kids are loving it. It's only been a week, but Mm. especially so if we'll do dinner and it's still a little bit light out, right? And then we'll regroup for a little tea and dessert later and then it's dark. And so those candles are lit again. How many times can you you and I talk about how life-changing candles are? But my big kids, they didn't want to leave the table. We finally, after like an hour and a half, Jason and I were like, we have to get up and start cleaning. They're like, no, no, no. Can't we just keep sitting here? (laughs) And we were like, wow, that was like, day three and they're fully Mm. into it. So I I really, if anybody is not doing that, please join me in this and try to make that decision as the evenings grow, you know, longer and darker to really gather around your table and light some candles and try to start that again because, and read life-giving table, because it's not just about the dinner and it's not just about the table. There was a lot of formation that happens during that time. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. It totally does. And I'll need to just borrow that book from oh, you. Oh, absolutely. I <laughs> figured it was for you and I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. And you're a faster reader probably. So God's like, she's at Value Village. It's her first. She wins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my third one, n- not a lot of these are very tangible things that I quote being better at, but I guess I've needed a lot of interior work these past uh, several months since January. And the last thing that I would say that I'm still really working on and progressing and being better at is uh, detachment Mm. and finding balance, right? So interiorly detaching further. Now, this is still a work in progress for me, but just from this idea of that other people's chosen paths, other people's opinions, um, detaching from that, getting the inspiration that I love so much from them, but then kind of leaving it there and taking it, taking from it 
what I can then carve out into one that's truly my own, like my own path. And detaching from feeling anxiety, letting it control me, detaching from feeling like I always, this is a big one, have to say yes to things mm-hmm. <laughs> and setting boundaries without fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. So I've always been, I've said it before, I've always been a people pleaser and I have felt like the last few months has started me on this process of detaching from that um, while balancing it with a, a healthy consideration of others. It's been a really interesting uh, balance, but I do feel like I have been better recently. I love that. Now, do you think that that's also tied into the kind of the forced staying home, like Mm. settled then in your own, um, your own decisions, your own view, feeling more self-confident about that? Do you think that that's because you've just had kind of been more shut out the outside world a little bit more, right? Like it's still obviously there through social media, but I feel like there's been definitely like a wall and that wall can either do one of two things. It can separate us in a bad way from everybody else, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You can start to live in that bubble, which isn't what we want either, but it can also protect us from the outside things coming in. And then you can really, Mm -hmm. again, like we've talked many times before about deeply planting your own roots. So do you think that that's kind of an unexpected result of the quarantine? (laughs) Um, Actually, I think so. I think it is. So that for sure is one. And then I also think something else that this lockdown, this lockdown situation has done is it's let other people calm down a little bit about everyone else's decisions. Yes. Yeah, I totally (laughs) agree. If that makes sense. (laughs) Right. So I felt a little bit more emboldened, a little bit more confident to say, no, I'm going to do this. And there's been less, this might be superficial reason, but it's helped me. It's been my handicap, I guess. And um, like, there's been less people saying like, well, that won't work Mm -hmm. or I don't like that or you're ruining your kids' lives or you're ruining your own life Yeah, (laughs) because everyone's just like, well, try it. Yep. <laughs> and I'm sure you'll do great. Yeah. Because that's just the world we're living in now. So, yes, it, it has been hugely helpful in beginning the detachment process. And now I'm feeling almost like I can take those training wheels off, mm. as it were, and I'm able to find a bit more of a stable grounding. Oh, that makes me so excited. That makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, as you know, I've always been really good at being detached from what other people think of me. But, um, yes. <laughs> You've been a great role model. (laughs) Well, I've had to actually attach a little bit now and go, okay, maybe I should, you know, think about other people's feelings a little bit. But um, just speaking about like, again, kind of detaching from the world or putting that wall up. Our final thing is that I feel like we've gotten better again at working towards having a good Sunday routine, really separating Mm. our Sundays from the rest of our week and from how Mm -hmm. the rest of the world lives on Sundays. Uh, This has been a very long journey for our family. And there have been three kind of big things that have led us along this way. And the first thing was years ago when we listened to the Keep the Sabbath Holy Lighthouse Media CD, those CDs available mm. at the back of your Catholic, of your local Catholic church. Um, yes. <laughs> if they're still there right now, nothing seems like everything's been oh, removed from the back of the churches, but um, that CD was amazing. And then, um, then it was the Von Trapp book that we've talked about often. And, and we talked about this, um, uh, a land without Sundays chapter and about how they, you know, really started to mm-hmm. set apart that time. And then the episode you and I did on leisure. I mean, we've done a yes. lot of episodes. This is episode 80, you said, which is shocking. Right. Um, but the one on leisure was one that really 
kind of took me out at my knees. It was something I had no idea about. It was a concept that, you know, I just really had so much to learn about and seeing how it's celebrated around the world and just knowing that it's actually a theological concept too. Anyways, leisure just is still something I think about almost every day right now. And so Mm -hmm. we're trying to be better at those things. So it kind of ties back into the the daily cleaning routine and having that all done by Saturday at five. Then we start our Sunday vigil Saturdays at five. Have we failed a million times? Yep. Um, you know, we try to stay off our devices, but I love sharing too much um, (laughs) pictures of the food I'm picking, um, and that sort of thing. So we're going to keep trying to be better at that as we continue to exercise that, that muscle of detachment from what the world is doing on a Saturday night and on a Sunday. You know what? It's the intention. And I really believe that God will guide. Um, If we desire a better understanding of the Sabbath, Mm -hmm. he, I believe, is all in for helping us do that. That's right. You know, all of this reminds me of a meme that was circulating like right around the lockdown time. Um, It was probably the Internet's attempt at a bit of levity (laughs) at a time. (laughs) We so desperately needed it. Uh, just the whole concept of, you know, when my birthday comes around, I'm just not going to count it because I haven't used this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, while that is funny, it's important, I think, for us to remember that this year is not a wash. Like there was growth that happened. And as Dave Ramsey said in one of his Instagram posts a few months ago, you are the variable that has the most impact on your future and that you are in control of that variable. And so once again, like even though this message of be better uh, keeps coming up over and over again and might seem insurmountable and overwhelming, it really comes down to you and it comes down to your intention and your grit. And we are absolutely in control of that. And so it can only ever motivate us to keep pushing forward and to just be better than yesterday. time for our what we're loving this week segment of the show so Lindsay, what have you been loving this week well if you've been following me on instagram you'll notice that i've been cooking pretty much non-stop and almost all of the food that i've been cooking comes from the much loved cookbook french country cooking by the stunning mimi thorson so my love for nigella lawson is known far and wide but if i had to answer the question if you could be anyone else for just one day who would you be my answer would be mimi thorson first of all she is physically one of the most beautiful women that i've ever seen she is the mother of eight six of them are her children and she is the stepmother to the other two uh she talks often about how much she just loves being a mother and how much the children are just a part of their everyday life and that, you know, children are a blessing and she just is really, you know, open to life. Uh, she burst onto the cooking scene with her blog, Manger. And after renting a place in the French countryside for a while, the family had been in Paris, but quickly outgrew the accommodation in Paris. Mimi and her mm. husband, Odour, purchased a large, somewhat outdated home in the town of Medoc and documented their renovation and the small pop-up restaurant that they opened in in the home in her second cookbook, which is the one I love French country cooking. I have been cooking many of the recipes from this book. Everything I've made has turned out delicious. Now I collect cookbooks, um, but the cookbooks that I'm inevitably drawn to are not only beautiful to look at, but they have to 
feel nice. Like they're well constructed. So mm-hmm. they need to lay flat. Right. And if mm-hmm. there is a ribbon place marker or two, Oh, be still oh, my heart. Yes. <laughs> just <begins. laughs> um, But it has to be well written. Like I want to read yeah. about the food and what inspired the food. Like there has to be an actual like narrative that runs through the cookbook as well. And very few people do this better currently than Mimi Thorson. Her next book actually will be arriving at my house this week, hopefully, or next week is coming out right now. It's called Old World Italian. Um, surprise, surprise, her family loaded up their cars with all their kids and their 14 dogs and moved to Italy. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. I don't know if they sold their French house or, but this is about now their journey in, in Italy and in cooking there. So I can't wait to read it and cook from it. I think I'm going to take like an entire day off to just read the book. And if you aren't already following her on Instagram, definitely look up Mimi Thorison and add her cookbooks to your Christmas wish list. Mm, so does she have a TV show? She I'm does, thinking. but it was in France. Okay. And so I have tried oh. everything because I would pay for it. Um, I can't mm-hmm. find it. So no, she did have a, a TV mm. show for sure. There's like a few little videos of her on YouTube, but not enough that you could just sink in and lose a whole afternoon. And she's so well-spoken and her English is really good. And she's, um, half from Hong Kong and half French and oh, right. And so she's got so those interesting backgrounds. Yeah. From both countries, both culinary backgrounds. And then her husband is from Iceland. And so they've got this really, and he's um, a sommelier. So they just have this incredible mixture of food and um, oh, art and photography. And they're both writers and he knows the alcohol and they're just everybody's dream family. I know. And as you're saying this, they're like checking off all mm-hmm. the boxes. Mm-hmm. But I'm so interested in this because my family is from Hong Kong. Yes, they are. Too. Yep. Right. And so, oh, my gosh, like the marrying of European and yes. that Asian lifestyle. I'm really now I really have to go and buy her book. Yes. I might not wait until Christmas. Yes. Don't do uh, don't wait. <laughs> and then message me immediately. You will love her. I'm so, like, this is a long one, but I'm just gushing because there's just so much I could say about her. So um, and one of my followers on Instagram said last night that she actually did one of Mimi's workshops. She's a Catholic homeschooling mom of six, traveled what? to France and did a workshop in Mimi's what? own country kitchen and learned how to bake with her. Stop. Yeah. That's yeah. too much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm freaking out. <laughs> so a little shout out to that follower on Instagram, but yeah, wow. Mimi Thorison, she's got, this is her third cookbook coming out this week and everybody needs to, to go check her out. Okay. So what have you been loving this week? So I have been loving the Read Aloud Revival podcast, Mm -hmm. and this is with Sarah McKenzie. And so I've actually followed her work for quite a few years now, um, but especially have been appreciating this podcast this summer, preparing for homeschooling. Mm -hmm. I just think she she shares really great tips on how to incorporate books and reading into everyday life. She herself is a busy mother, and she's honest about that. She's honest about being a homeschooler and what that really looks like. And I appreciate her candor. Mm -hmm. So plus she herself is very perky and optimistic and I've needed that Mm -hmm. (laughs) at certain points lately. Uh, So it's a pleasure to listen to her. Now we've finally just uh, pulled the plug and we've signed up actually for a year of her premium (gasps) membership with Read Aloud Revival. Yes. I'm so excited because I've seen it again for years. She's advertised it. But some of the extras she has available look so great. Um, She has book clubs for the kids. She has a mom book club. 
Um, what I'm particularly excited about is the live meetups with the authors of some of our favorite books. Mm-hmm. I think the kids would get a real um, kick out of that because the authors we like, we like a lot. Mm-hmm. And then they also have live writing workshops for kids. And so I'm, I'm really interested in helping my kids flex a bit more of their creative muscles this year. So we're all really excited to be using her resources to round out our homeschooling year. Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. If you want to get in touch and chat with us about our topic today, you can find us on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com or leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram at The Modern Lady Podcast. I'm Michelle Sachs, and you can find me on Instagram at mmsachs. And I'm Lindsay Murray, and you can find me on Instagram at Lindsay Homemaker. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we will see you next time. Thank you.